Hey, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 121, Fertility Empowerment Show. How to keep resiliency while struggling with fertility issues with Dr. Tara Scott, medical doctor and gynecologist, integrative and functional medicine practitioner. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. Hi everyone, Fertility Empowerment Show, another episode, but and another amazing guest today. And I know a lot of you who are struggling with fertility issues uh, want to know what other medical doctors, especially gynecologists, think about it. I This is not the first uh, gynecologist I talk to, all of you know I talk to so many of them. But this woman is very special. She has lots of skills. She's been there through her fertility issues and she can cure a lot of fertility. And I'm, I'm really amazed just reading her bio. I was like, wow, I have to talk to her. And uh, she, she's not only doing the medical, she's also functional medicine. She've been, uh, she, she has been through other integrative uh, holistic medicine uh, practicing and uh, here we are we have tara scott dr tara scott welcome to my show thank uh, you so much for having me and thank you so much for what you do to spread awareness for patients struggling i wish there was something like this that i could have listened to when i had my infertility problems but there wasn't anything like this yes because tara there are lot of resourceful people like you and a lot of them hiding behind the scene not everybody can hear their voice and uh, that's what i'm doing because i know not not everybody know about holistic medicine and you are the great example because you are on both side of the coin you are fertility expert in medical, and then finally you are integrative medicine. So, okay, tell me about your story. I know you had lots of challenges. I really wish my audience also listened to these challenges. I started out very traditionally trained, and I, as a matter of fact, at the age of 23, finished medical school. And I went on to do OBGYN residency, which is very rigorous at the time. You know, this was way before there was any kind of limit on hours. And I loved uh, working with women in all stages of their life. When I finished my training, it became time to try to have a, a pregnancy myself, right? And, you know, going all, I knew I had a problem with painful periods. I suspected that I had endometriosis. But, you know, month after month after month, not conceiving, then, you know, I, for the first pregnancy, I did have to take Clomid. But um, thankfully, you know, with the first round of Clomid, I got pregnant. 
after that, when it came time to try for the second time. Sorry, I, I, I interrupt you. What age were you in? Uh, um, tell me all of them. Yes, please. So <laughs> I was 28 years old when I started trying to get pregnant. So I was young. You know, I was trying to get that first pregnancy in before 30, right? Uh, so I had very irregular periods and um, it wasn't until I actually took the Clomid the first time that I got pregnant with my first daughter and I had her just before I turned 30. So then when it came time the second time, I would have been 31, you know, 32. I had six failed cycles of Clomid. Then they said, okay, before we move on, we have to do a surgery, a laparoscopy. I had the surgery. That's when they confirmed that I did have endometriosis. They tried to clean that out a little bit. Then I had five failed cycles of injections. Then I had a miscarriage. And then I had another round, another failed cycle and a hyperstimulation. And I said, you know, this is, I feel terrible. This is awful. So then I had the in vitro. Uh, because nothing had worked. I had all those failed cycles, had the miscarriage. And you know, it's interesting, the month that I had my in vitro scheduled, my husband's grandmother came back down with ovarian cancer. My father was being treated for cancer. And I said, oh, this is the worst possible timing for me to have a retrieval. But, you know, miraculously, I did conceive two twins. Okay. And I had a terrible pregnancy. I was at bed rest for 14 weeks and I had an emergency surgery at 20 weeks to sew my cervix shut because I was. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So that was one of the hardest things that I had to go through is the infertility, the treatments, the pregnancy. And then with my twins, I had the first one vaginally. The second was an emergency C-section. And oh when I had the C-section, my epidural was only enough for a vaginal delivery, not for a C-section. So I felt everything except for the skin incision. Yeah, so it was really difficult. <laughs> but it was very promising because I have, as I said, I have a lot of questions from you. I have uh, clients with endometriosis and irregular period, and they are not... Um, really hopeful and i know they have to take medicine as well because endometriosis you have to take medicine but there are uh, also a lot of what i do like give them diet a lot of other diagnoses because it's not only in endometriosis they may have some underlying issues as well right uh, that's absolutely true and the yeah. treatment right now for endometriosis is aimed at treating the symptoms, not the cause. And that's exactly what you're talking about is there's an underlying cause. And if we just focused on that, that's what I did. And I cured my endometriosis. Yes. So I uh, let's just dig into it. First of all, how much, I mean, what was the gap between every clomid um taking clomid i know i mean let me just clear it uh, how many gaps you have uh, for any planning did you go one after another or you had some gap i wanted to do that but every time i took clomid i had a cyst on my ovary 
So I'd take a cycle of Clomid, then I had to do an off cycle. You know, they make you take birth control pills to, yeah. to suppress the cyst. I wish I could have gone cycle back to back, but I usually had to do every other cycle. But still it's too much. Every other cycle is too yes. much. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's what I know. Like for my clients, I always said, don't rush. Even if you are over 40, take, it, take your time. You need at least 120 days uh, to remove your toxins and uh, mature your eggs. So that was the problem because everybody has IVF. They say, okay, let's do it one more time. Let's do it. So they, they don't wait too long. After like one, two cycles, they go to another one. You know, their body is still try to come up with these extra hormones. It's not happy. It's, it's very excited, exhausted. And then again, another failed cycle. Well, you know, I remember what it was like to be desperate to get pregnant, right? And it's when you're a fertility patient, you just are consumed with counting days. And if your period's coming and, you know, my period was so irregular, if it, I could just say today's day 28, it's going to come or not, then it would be easier. But every month I thought I was pregnant. So it, it was devastating whenever I got that negative test. So I, I remember being on the other side. Yes, what you're saying makes sense. You need to give your body a break. And I didn't know what I know now about integrative and functional medicine and diet and the effect of stress hormones on ovulation. You're exactly right. But I didn't know that. So I was also pushing, pushing, pushing myself and caused all kinds of hormone imbalances in my body from taking the drugs from all the stress. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so what is the difference now? You, let's say if you get back to past, what do you do differently? Okay. So for me, I, I found the reason that I had a problem. Well, a couple of things that were the problem. One, I had Hashimoto's thyroiditis, so an autoimmune thyroid condition that was causing a problem. Two, I had too much stress. Three, I had estrogen dominance because I had a problem with my estrogen detoxification because of genetic problems. So I had MTHFR and another enzyme COMT that were genetically altered. So my body did not clear estrogen properly. So that was the reason that I got endometriosis. Endometriosis is causing inflammation, causing excess estrogen, causing a problem with ovulation. Okay, I have another question. Do, did you have a sleep shortage as well? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was because yeah, yes. because of that's that's what I always uh, get from my clients. They have a sleep shortage. And then I said, wow, that was the problem. <laughs> You're exactly was, right. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right. So can you clarify why a sleep shortage? And what, what, does, it, what does it do to fertility and how we can solve it? So when you don't get enough sleep, either because you're not allowing yourself enough hours to sleep or because you can't, you're unable to, or you, you don't have the time, 
you know, what happens is your cortisol is affected. When your cortisol goes up, it suppresses the brain, the pituitary gland, from releasing FSH, LH, TSH, and it suppresses ovulation. It also slows down your detoxification of estrogen. So it's promoting estrogen dominance, it's preventing ovulation, you're not making progesterone, and it's a vicious cycle. You know, you clearly explain it the way I, I like it. Like <laughs> exactly all the hormones are really, really related to each other. That was the thing I didn't know. Like everybody goes there, do the blood test. They say, okay, just go with LHFSH. You know, they just go with the fertility hormones when you go to medical doctors. Unfortunately, maybe thyroid as well. But the problem with the thyroid, if you are not functional medicine, is that they said you are in a normal range. But no, we know. This is not normal. <laughs> That's correct. Sometimes even with other uh, blood uh, type, other blood factors, I always say you are in normal range, but you are very close, very close to the end. So if you have more sugar, you will end up like passing it, <laughs> you know? Yes. And you know, the thing is, as an OBGYN, I wasn't taught how to check hormones. Oh my goodness. That's interesting. Yes, they don't teach us how to manage it. They teach you a little bit about infertility management, you know, checking hormones for the guise of infertility, but you you said it exactly. You're very close to the normal range. Those normal ranges are very large and they're made to detect disease and tumors, not imbalances. So although it says, thank God you don't have a tumor or you don't have a disease, it doesn't, it's not made to see if you're in balance. Yeah. I talked to one of these medical doctors. She's amazing. And she's a hormone doctor. <laughs> she's working on hormones. She also said the same thing. Nobody could find her problem. Whenever she checked the hormones, they say your thyroid is okay. But then she researched and she just find out, oh my goodness, she, she has to change a lot of lifestyle, everything. And then as soon as she worked on thyroid problem, she got pregnant. She has four boys right now. Wow. And, and I see uh, the problem right now is this. I talk again to some OB and they said, we are not infertility specialists, so we don't, we can't actually suggest anything about this. We know something, but we don't, you have to go to fertility specialists. Hmm. Hmm. So maybe that's because of the hormones, because there are some medical labs that they don't go through and the fertility specialists go. And that's why I'm, I'm asking you, <laughs> Uh, why there are some gaps there? What, how can we, what can we do? Like, what do you recommend to somebody who is struggling with fertility issues for years? So um, there is a big gap, you're right, because when you're trained as an OBGYN, we are trained how to cut a baby out in a minute for an emergency C-section. We can do surgery, we can deliver babies, but we're not taught very much about 
office, how to manage abnormal periods, how to ma manipulate hormones. And if you do uh, uh, infertility specialist, it's three more years. You're taught about how to treat endometriosis surgically. You're taught about the fertility drugs, how to dose them, how to monitor them. But you're not taught to do anything with the patient outside of fertility drugs and how to manage their diseases. So for example, after they're done with their kids, how do you treat their hormone imbalance? So we're not taught that. We have so much else that we have to learn and master in OBGYN. So what I would recommend for patients to do, and now with social media, podcasts, internet, it's very easy to vet a provider and find out who has extra hormone training. And so I know on our website, we have a free download, What You Must Know About Women's Hormones. It talks about here are the different ways to look for a provider, make sure they have this credentialing or this credentialing. Here are the different types of testing. Here are the questions to ask. Because if somebody isn't, you know, there may be an OBGYN who has a lot of knowledge. That's, I'm not saying they don't, but I'm telling you as a traditionally trained OBGYN, I did not get my hormone knowledge from that training. I hear you because with my medical doctor, unfortunately, even the fertility specialist, they gave me wrong information and I always like they said, first of all, the first thing they focus is your age. And this one really bothers me because I see a lot of women, even in 47 age, right? I have clients, she got pregnant, 47 year old. Wow. And that was because, because of her belief system. She didn't feel that she's old. <laughs> oh, well, she, mindset yeah. is a whole nother topic. Yeah, she was healthy. Me. She was healthy. And the problem is she, she got married very young. She was in 20s and she terminated her pregnancy in 20s. And that's, she, she was in trouble for years. So she had lots of lots of miscarriages for 20 years. And then suddenly she asked me for help. I said, okay, what do you do? She said, I'm working. Uh, I don't want to like talk uh, clearly about what she's doing, but she she had lots of workload. And that was the problem. That was the first thing I always ask my clients. What do you do? Because they're, they're wasting energy and they don't allow themselves to produce something inside. And they, they make lots of worries and uh, anxiety in their mind. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. So she, I said, you work a lot since you've been twenties. Don't you think that you have to do something right now <laughs> if you want to have baby and your priority is baby? So don't do the job that you don't like and you have lots of workload. And finally, she got off her job. She quit, and then uh, something amazing happened her sister got pregnant and she was younger than her and she uh, she had to go there another city to help her and she was she realized how how taking care of the babies so it looks like she trained herself to be a mother she was really close to that reality and finally she got pregnant after one two years 
yeah, two years being with her sister. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's beautiful what you say, but I'm gonna dig into other skills you have. How uh, can you talk about it? I know you have a story about your brother and uh, how get you into functional medicine because, uh, as I see, functional medicine is after having uh, babies, right? Yes, for me, yes, yes, yes. So I had all the problems with infertility. I first started learning about hormones about 18 years ago. I started practicing, you know, with bioidentical hormones and treating women with hormones. And the, you know, the more I learned, the real I realized the less I knew, right? So then I kept learning and went and did a fellowship in functional medicine. But 13 years ago, my brother suddenly passed away of a heart attack. He was 38 years old. And, you know, it was very sudden, you know, I talked to him and then the next day he was hiking and he had a heart attack. But when I looked at the autopsy and kind of looked at unpacked it, he had every risk factor. He was overweight. He was a diabetic. He was a smoker. He was on a statin. He was stressed. He was a lawyer. So he had every risk factor and it was a very preventable death. So that really profound changed the way that I looked at medicine. And I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. Why aren't we just looking back here and preventing this? So that's when I began to study more about functional medicine, wellness, prevention, cardiovascular, gut, everything, integrative medicine, and really focused on, you know, trying to work even within the hormone imbalance on focusing on insulin, preventing diabetes, reversing diabetes, weight, healthy weight, you know, all of that with, with women and with men in our practice, but it just made it me more passionate about wanting to prevent other people from experiencing the same issues. That was beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, if you get back there, your past, when you, you were trying to have your baby with Clomid, do you recommend Clomid again to your patient right away? Well, for me, I would have cleaned up my diet. I was probably, well, I know the second pregnancy I was underweight. I was, didn't weigh enough because I was so stressed out. I lost all this weight. So my cortisol was probably a lot, a huge problem. Um, I would have tried everything holistically to balance my hormones. Now, having said that, I was desperate, like I said, to have kids because I always wanted to be a mother. I don't have a close relationship with my parents, so I wanted to prove I could do better, right? That was just my whole goal. So it's hard to say if I would do it again, you know, I would like to think knowing now I would definitely try everything else and fix everything else. But if that still didn't work for me, I definitely am glad I have the kids I do. Yes. But as you said, it's better you go with underlying issues first. Yeah. And it's not really difficult, to be honest, with a simple diet. And with simple removing toxins and diet, you can change a lot. Absolutely. And you know what else? Not only conceive, but better health in the long run. Yeah, for yourself, right? Like Because when, when I started, started acupuncture, I switched acupuncture three times. <laughs> the reason was that my heart was not with the two 
two of them. Like you have to realize uh, the doctor you are working with or the specialist. If you are not with them or you don't click, then it's not your destiny. That's my like uh, that's my belief. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, this third one, I knew from the beginning uh, because he actually dig into my diet. He actually talk about different issues I had. And that was the first time I was, I, I was aware of what, 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 what I'm going through. Right. Because mm. I, I talked to my clients. They said we went to acupuncture. They, ju they just did uh, needles. And uh, mm. that's not well, enough. <laughs> there's, a different, there's a difference between somebody who's trained to do the whole chi treatment, right? The holistic acupuncture or a specific complaint. Exactly. Like if it's a doctor or a chiropractor, nothing wrong with them, but they get certain hours and they can do acupuncture, but they're not the licensed acupuncturist in Chinese medicine. That exactly. They, they are not traditional Chinese medicine yeah. practitioner. Yeah. That, because that one takes another two years, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's why I said, he, he told me you have a cold body and you have a mm -hmm. liver issue, you know, and mm. if you go to medical doctors, they never tell you that you have these problems. Did he look in your tongue and take your yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So give me some example of your practice um, after having your functional medicine with your patient. I know right now your success rate probably is much higher than before. <laughs> Yeah, so we, you know, uh, Revitalize, I opened in 2013, so we're going on eight years, and um, we treat women of all ages. You know, I love to work uh, with younger women because you can prevent problems, right? Prevent endometriosis, acne, breast cancer, you know, problems, bleeding and everything, but we treat all age. Now, I don't prescribe fertility medication, you know, we work holistically to try to balance hormones and we have, and people have gotten pregnant, but we don't write the fertility medications at our practice. Um, we can refer if that's what you want. So we, we work on the gut, you know, we treat a lot of food allergies. We treat stress. We talk about diet. I have a health coach who works with me. I have a naturopathic doctor who works with me and also just another, uh, MD who started working with me is still kind of finishing. She finished her functional medicine certification and she's starting out just working a couple days a month to get more experience as well. Uh, tell me about GI and food sensitivity uh, uh, lab, because these are two I always recommend my clients. I agree. I, I, you know, that's another problem that I had, which came first, the hormones or the, the gut. I had gut stomach issues since medical school. I ended up having gluten intolerance and lactose, you know, and casein, really dairy, all dairy problems and sensitivities. I ended up having, you know, bacterial overgrowth in the gut. So it's all there. I don't know what came first for me. Um, so we end up seeing quite a bit of it. And, you know, there's some 
debate as to how accurate are those allergy tests. There's the ones that are direct to consumer. There's the ones that look at your microbiome and, and determine food sensitivity. So, you know, everybody has a different opinion. I find the blood testing to be somewhat helpful, but we also do the stool testing to make sure that we look at your, you know, your gut, your microbiome, and we also recommend a simple elimination diet. Exactly. And, and detox, detoxification. Yeah. You said exactly. that's the first thing I do with the detox. I know there are lots of ways to detox, but I have my own uh, method. That's that's the one I worked for me. So because uh, it did a good job for my body, so I always recommend. Uh, I have lots of. Still, I feel that uh, I have a lot of questions from you. Uh, so, what about the? family history like uh, I know I'm a PTSD coach as well so I first I talk about their traumas in life because I know that really affect fertility or do you agree yes I 100% agree and I will tell you again as a traditionally trained doctor I didn't understand the connection of trauma to everybody until I had a major physical trauma. And then I look back and I had all these other childhood traumas that I, that probably you're right, had something to do with my hormone imbalance. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> because uh, as you see, when you have unprocessed PTSD or not, because PTSD is a very difficult terms for many people. People don't digest it. They say, oh, we don't have PTSD. But whatever trauma you had in your life, everybody has trauma somehow. And this trauma really affects your hormones, your body. And even if you feel healthy, you feel fit, again, there are lots of underlying issues. That's what I found. <laughs> I agree. And I'm not a trauma expert. I'm still learning a lot about it. I'm reading the book, The Body Keeps the Score. And I'm still trying to uh, familiarize myself with it. So I know when to refer out, when to think of that for my patients to recommend that they get that, you know, because it wasn't on my radar. Yeah. I have another question. Do you believe that blood tests, uh, blood type affect the body diet? And do you, do you go with it? That's a really interesting question. And I will tell you, um, so my blood type is A positive, right? And so I think by the blood type diet, I'm supposed to be vegetarian, Yes, <laughs> which, may, which makes sense because I'm half Indian, half Puerto Rican. And so they say you're supposed to eat like your ancestors and my ancestors would be vegetarian, right? So interestingly also, so your, your question is a couple things. One, do you, I think you should eat based on your blood type. I think there is some truth to the eating like your ancestors, and that would tie into your blood type. And the second question was, does it affect your health? And I will tell you that in October, I got COVID. And I was very sick for me, I'm the healthiest person I know. And I ended up being hospitalized overnight, because my oxygen levels were so low. And I was taking all the supplements before on day two of COVID, I ran 10 miles. So I was very, very healthy. I was taking all the supplements during but I have that blood type that is the one that's been said. There's one study that was said with COVID that A positive people who had that had worse COVID. So I, it probably has more to, 
less to do with the actual blood type than the rest of the genetics, the genomics and the epigenetics that's associated with your genetics. Yes, uh, yeah, genetic. But these days, I hear a lot of things about epigenetic. Yeah, and people say even even environment has more into it. Because well, I yeah. remember, yes, I remember. I never had asthma when I was back in Iran, and then I I went to Australia to study. There, my asthma started. Mm. I think there is so much with the weather and the environment you change environment may change your health well when they say that uh so genes load the gun and environment pu pulls the trigger yeah is it yeah, yeah interesting interesting all right tell me about your program here so my online program or what we do with yes, Pinkman? Yes, your okay. online one, the coupon for yes. person off. <laughs> so I, um, I have been teaching other doctors how to do this for over 10 years, and I've taught my course in five continents. So that's my claim to fame is that I've traveled. That's great. All. That's mutual. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Australia, Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, Barcelona, UK, um, and, you know, Canada and, and US. And so... Uh, and Brazil. And so I really love teaching, love explaining things. And so last year, when everything was shut down for COVID, I couldn't, we couldn't go on our spring break. So I had one week, no patients scheduled. One, and I'm the type that's always busy, what am I going to do? And I just finished a conference saying you should do an online course. And lots of people would reach out to me on social media. And because I'm only licensed in three states, I can't work with patients that aren't in the states I have a license in, right? So, and most of the time, doctors can only work in one state. So I was trying to think of a way to help people. How could mm -hmm. I help reach more people? So I already had a lot of content and, I, and I, myself and my IT person, we created an online course, Revitalize Your Hormones. And so there's a foundation course that talks about what are hormones, how to, what do they do, how to detect them, how to test them, what are the causes, what are the symptoms. Each of the videos is just about 10 minutes long. So you could, you know, watch while you're cooking dinner very quick. Um, the whole thing is about two and a half hours. And then after that, you have the option of if you want to learn more about PCOS or anxiety or breast cancer, you can pick the topic you're most interested in and just do that and we've changed it so now it does stand alone you don't have to do the foundational course first but if somebody wants to learn about menopause and osteoporosis they're not going to want to know about infertility right so that's why yes, for sure <laughs> yeah that's why we separated all those out so it's it's an educational thing but you do get a step-by-step -step plan of things that you can do we talk about estrogen detox we talk about you know environmental toxins we talk about how it affects us. We talk about infections, yeast, those kind of things. So if someone, you know, can't, don't, doesn't have a provider, they can watch the course and see what can I do to help myself? Like you said, exactly. what can you do, right? Right. Yes. So here's the information, you know, from a, from an MD, you know, how we go through everything and tell people. So we made that course a year, almost a year ago, not quite a year ago. We launched it in April. April or May, May, May. So it's not been quite a year. So that's on our academy. Hmm. Because before, before I, uh, I started 
fertility coaching, I was very blind, to be honest. I, I just, I even couldn't read my labs. Right now, I go through it uh, because it's so clear. You can read the normal, you know, can do a little bit research. It's great to have knowledge on your body. Yes. So this course can can be can give you that. Yeah, it can be effective for many people. It's yeah. not only medical doctors or anybody who was in health practitioner, right? It's made for patients. I've had a lot of doctors Beautiful. go through and say <laughs> I've had doctors go through and say, "Wow, I really learned something." But it's yes. made for patients. Patients, that's yeah. even better because because that's what we lack. Yes. Everybody just go, they don't know what's happening to their body. They are just waiting for the instruction to follow. And they really don't know. They, people don't know why they, they take colomid. Believe, right. believe me, they don't know why they take different medications. They just know they have to take it because of the symptom that they have. Right, because they're not trained to ask why. Exactly. And look for the reason and the cause. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. I, you know, I don't get tired to talk with you for hours because still I have a lot of questions. We may have you one more time. Sure. Yes, because you are very resourceful, very knowledgeable. Thank and you. the good point is you have connection uh, and you actually uh, break, broke the gap between the medical science and holistic medicine. And that's that's the beautiful part of it. Thank you for being here. And hopefully we can have you again later. Thank you so much for what you do. And like I said, I wish there would have been a fertility coach for me when I went through it. So thank you for all what you do for patients. Yes, thank you so much. Bye. Please subscribe to Panta Calhoun Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Thank you.